Father God Almighty. Come on! You're here. We felt your presence. Jesus, oh Jesus, you are amazing. You're our brother and our friend, and you're our Savior and our Lord. We serve you. But not only that, we are with you. And you are in us, and we are in you. And that is astounding in itself. Thank you for your blood washing us clean. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. We can't say it enough, and we don't understand the sacrifice you made. We could say we do, we could say we received it, but we don't actually get how you did what you did. We can't truly grasp the love you have for us, and yet we're trying. Keep pouring it on, Lord. Keep pursuing us, Lord. Please, God, and help us to respond. Help us to look you full in your wonderful face and just be in awe. Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me with your power. Fill me with your presence. Come upon me. May there be unction and anointing. May I speak as of the oracles of God. Please, God, I can't say a word if you don't allow it. Pour out your message for your loved be loved people and do it now i pray in jesus name amen amen all right well i don't know about you but we're talking about hope and i think everybody needs hope right more hope to end our more and more year theme more hope last series ends on june 5th when we will move from this place we'll let you know where we're going but uh, it'll be our last service here, okay? So that'll be, everybody's kind of cheering on the inside because it's kind of chilly in here today. Not going to lie, my nose is running. I'm like, okay, it's cold. All right, so, but we're, hey, we're not here for the heat. Unless you're talking about the Son of God, okay? The, the fire, all right, of the Holy Spirit. We're not here for the heat. We're here to worship and praise God to listen and to learn. And I believe I have a lesson for you that, well, it surprised me this week. Let's just say that. You kind of have a plan in your preaching. I was going to preach on the Holy Spirit because chapter 14 gets in the Holy Spirit. It's like more hope in God again, part two from chapters 8 through 14. But God surprised me. I like it when God does that. All right? Let me start this way. What do you put your hope in right now? And just, just use your mental facilities. Get your cognitive skills going. What do you put your hope in right now? Okay, that's great. What else? Yeah, mental capabilities. Great. My car got me here today. Church truck, actually. Thank you, Lord. That was great. Put my faith in that. Put my hope in that. Didn't drive it all week, and it started right up. Praise the Lord. What else? Health. Yeah. Praise God. What else? 
What are you putting your hope in right now? Yes. Come on. Yes. I would like an I would like an 80 degree day, please. Yeah. More wisdom. Yeah. So we put our hope, I think the point is this, we put our hope in a lot of things. And I was putting my hope in preaching on the Holy Spirit today. And, you know, hoping that, you know, some more people would catch fire and it would just be great. And God surprised me. Um, so the beginning of chapter 14 of, of John, uh, turn to that. Chapter 14 of John, the beginning... It caught my attention to remind me of earlier in the week when I was so surprised by the love of God that I was almost in, well, I was in tears. And I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm supposed to preach this. Well, you got a plan, you got to stick with it. And last night I was wrestling and wrestling. My wife would know. She's like, man, do you got it? Or <laughs> like, are, are you going to be here all night? And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just really wrestling with this. And I think it was wrestling because you have your plan. And then God has his plan, right? And, and after a while, you just have to kind of lay down what you want to do. Maybe next week, okay? Maybe next week. And, 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 and then just go with what God says. So here it is. Jesus says, right after he says, I'm going to be gone and you're not going to know where to find me and blah, blah, blah. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Do you believe in God? Yes, I do. He says, believe, believe also in me, in Jesus, who is God. In the flesh. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go and prepare a place for you? The answer is rhetorical. No, I wouldn't have told you that because I'm not a liar. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Now that offers me a lot of hope. Jesus is coming back. Let's go. And, you know, a lot of times in, in the Baptist church I grew up in, that was the only hope. If Jesus would rapture us today, oh, this could be the dawning of that grand and glorious day. When the face of Jesus I behold, right? That, I'm just looking towards that day, looking for that day. And, and Paul, he talks about that. That day, that day, that day. But also Paul talks about today, right? And we need to be engaged today in a mission that we have, and we have power for today. So, I'm going to surprise you with a little bit of stuff today. Okay, so Thomas said to him, well, and he added this, sorry. Um, and you know the way to where I'm going. That's what Jesus said to his disciples. And you know the way to where I'm going. And they're like, is this a trick question? It's not even a question, it's a statement, dude. <laughs> They're like, uh, we're failing again. But they're good at asking questions. So Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? We don't get it, God. Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, I underlined that. Something's changing in the atmosphere. From now on, 
What is Jesus about to do? He's about to die. And when he dies, he's going to what? He's going to rise. And when he rises, he is taking victory over sin and death. Something's changing in the atmosphere. We don't have to wait for Jesus to come back. He's already died. He's already rose from the dead. The atmosphere is changed. From now on, you do not, you do know him and have seen him. How is that possible? Have you seen the Father? Through Jesus. And how do I see Jesus? Through the Holy Spirit. All right, now, so he's talking, and it's not making any physical sense to them because it's a spiritual truth. Is that clear? Many times Jesus speaks, and when he speaks, he's speaking about a spiritual truth, and they're like grasping at the physical realities. This is spiritual. The Holy Spirit, if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior and Lord, He's in you. And if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, He's on you. Now that's awesome. Empowering you to serve and to be a witness for Him. Don't forget that power. A lot of people, people get saved. They're like, oh, I'm going to go tell everybody because they're like excited, right? But just remember, He said, stay, wait, and you will receive power, and then you will be my witnesses. Okay? So just remember that piece. Don't, I, I, I wasn't taught that early on, and now I'm like figuring that out, and I'm like grateful. Don't go without the power. Okay. Now, we could read so much more. There's another question, so on and so forth. But I think you see the point. He's like, don't be sad. You can be glad. Because we have a spiritual reality here, I am giving you the Holy Spirit. Now, more about that next week, but I want you to flip back to chapter 8. More hope. More hope in God, part 2. Okay, we're still going to go with that. More hope in God, part 2, but it's more hope in God's love. More hope in God's love. And this message is not going to be about the Holy Spirit, it's going to be about the Father. Which, when a message is about the Father, it's about the Son and the Holy Spirit. Last week was about Jesus. You remember Jesus? Yeah. That message is about the Holy Spirit and the Father as well. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, this is, if you try to make this physical, it's not going to work. This is a spiritual reality. It's three in one. Okay? So, Jesus, you would not know how the Father loves you except for Jesus. And Jesus is showing you a glimpse of the Father's heart. And he's showing it to you in such a way that it is astounding and you have to take notice. So instead of talking about the Holy Spirit, I'm going to talk about the Father. And I'm going to show you from this passage, chapter 8, verse 1 through 11, how the Father really feels about you. And when you understand how the Father really feels about you, oh, you're going to walk out of here with a ton of hope. <laughs> you're going to have hope in the Father's love like you've never had before. Praise God. Let's go. Come on. All right. So let me read it for you. Hope in God's love. Okay? Hope in God's love. And I'm just going to say this before I start. The way of hope is the way 
to the Father's heart. The way of hope is the way to the Father's heart. So we're going we're gonna to follow this path. I call it the path of love. And it's going to be like filled with hope. And you're going to be like at the Father's heart by the time we get done. So this is the way to love like your Father. Okay? This is the way to love like your Father. Right here. Chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. This is the way to love like your Father. Here it is. They went each to his own house. What do you go to your house to do after a long day? A long day? To sleep, to rest. Okay. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. What does Jesus go to the Mount of Olives to do? To pray. Are we clear? Okay. Jesus is interceding. He's pleading. He's fasting. He's praying. Because he knows he needs some power. Okay, so early in the morning he came again to the temple where he had been the day before. All the people came to him. Well, that's a good sign. Gathered a crowd. And he sat down and he taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and placed her in the midst. They said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now, I, I got kids in the auditorium, but that is, I mean, that's graphic. Okay? Now, in the law of Moses, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman so what do you say? I got a lot of questions already. I got to keep rolling, but I, uh, there's a lot going on there. This they said to test him. Well, that's good to know. Thanks, John. That little background. That they might have some charge to bring against him because they're trying to kill him, right? Jesus bent down. Oh, Jesus. Always teaching us, sometimes with words, sometimes with actions. Jesus bent down. Where do you think she is? Yeah. Jesus got low with her. Jesus bent down, and, and here's what else Jesus did. He wrote with his finger on the ground. Jesus got his hands dirty. Now Jesus is teaching the people with his words. And then these guys come to trick him, and he begins to teach them with his actions and we need to take notice. Let me keep going. And as they continued to ask him, I mean, just think about that. Can you all just continue to ask me a question? Give me a question. When are you going to be done? Okay, when are you going to be done? When are you going to be done? When are you going to be done? Okay, everybody ask me when I'm going to be done. Right now. Okay, keep going. No, no, continually. 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 Okay, now. Keep going. Continually. That's not distracting with what I'm doing at all, right? So it's like, you know, whatever. I mean, that's, that's kind of rude. I know I asked you to do it, right? But he didn't ask them to do that. That's kind of rude. Now, my son Quinn says mom a lot. Mom, 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 mom. Okay, Mom this, mom that, mom this. And, and like if she doesn't answer, it could be four deep. It could be six deep. 
all the kids besides Quinn and myself can be looking at my wife going, are you going to answer him now? I mean, that's what's going on. That's what's going on. The disciples are like, I'm getting annoyed. Jesus, are you going to do something? Are the disciples even there? Maybe. People are getting annoyed. That's, let's just you leave it there. They continued to ask him. He stood up, doesn't say when, and said to them, let this nail you. Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. Now, if somebody did that and you kind of interrupted them and they kind of like lost patience, I don't know if he lost patience. It seems like he has a lot of patience. But he was like, okay, finally, okay, I'll tell you. This is the answer. And then he went back to what he was doing. I only kind of sense the, like, the tone of that, like, be quiet, you know? I want to say a different way, but, like, that's not kid-friendly. Like, quiet up, <laughs> okay? <laughs> quiet up, please, all right? Let's just say it that way. <laughs> and once more he bent down and he wrote on the ground, and when they heard it, that's the key, they, I have that under, underlined in my Bible. They heard it. Because if they didn't hear it, nothing changes. But they heard it. Okay? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now these guys were thick and mostly deaf, but this time they heard it. I love that. God's love broke through. They went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. They have better ears, I guess. More experience, actually. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, I love the way he uses that term. It's, it's, not, like, it's not like, Woman, what's wrong with you? It's like very polite. Hey, gentle woman it's tender it's respectful it's polite not the way they're treating her jesus did more for women than anybody ever 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 for all of eternity right let's remember that this week as we walk into mother's day Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. There's some, there's some, there's some stuff there. Like, if you read this passage with the Holy Spirit fully engaged and you download the amount of love that your Father has for you, it will melt you. You will be a puddle. I mean, tears were running down my face. 
and it was unbelievable. So I'm going to try to explain it for you in a way that hopefully will give you something to grab hold of so you can walk out of here and go, yes, like that. That's how I want to live. Okay? All right. This is why, or this is the way to love like your father. Okay? First thing. This is the way to love like your father. First thing. Learn from Jesus. Jesus is teaching people, and Jesus is modeling as well. Okay? So he teaches love, and he models love. He does it with his words, but he also does it with his actions. That's how we should be. It should always begin with love. It should always start in the middle and at the end with love. Okay? And I know that's hard sometimes when people aren't being lovely, when the world is being worldly. But we need to begin with love. All right? That's the, that's the practical of it. Now, look at how it happens. He's praying. That's awesome. That's loving for people and to connect with his Father. He's teaching. That's awesome. He's loving. And he gets interrupted. Now, the scribes and Pharisees, I got a lot of questions. Like, they're like, hey, where, where's Jesus at, first of all? Where is he at? Where is he at when he's teaching? In the temple. Are defiled people allowed in the temple? Then why would the religious leaders of the day bring a defiled woman into the temple? That makes no sense. They broke the law. Why didn't they stone her immediately? If they were so righteous and holy, that's the response it should have been. She should already be dead. There shouldn't be a consultation. I am so upset. Bam! That's holiness. That's the way we view holiness. That's the way we view truth. Obviously, God's teaching you a different way. Jesus knows their motives because they're sinning as they're coming. When somebody's sinning as they're coming with their question, it's not awesome. All right? He knows their motives. Can I ask another question? Where's the guy? Like, give me gravy. That just makes me upset. We're going to stone the woman? What about the guy? Anyway, and then they're all about the law, the law, the law, the law. The law is a guide. It teaches you where you went wrong so that you can get right with God. Once you're right with God, you have a new law written on your heart. It's called the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you what to do, what not to do. If you follow him, you'll do well. If you neglect him or grieve him, you're going to be off track. When you're off track, you'll try to fall back to the Old Testament law so you can have something to write down. And keep track on, and that's a bad idea and a big mistake. Don't do that. Make sense? Okay. (laughs) They said this to test him, 
So they might bring a charge against him, and Jesus bent down. I love how he got low with her. I love how he got dirty in the mud and was like, okay, I'm going to write something. This all reminds me of, uh, just quickly, John chapter 4. John chapter 4. He says, those who worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. And the thing he's adding emphasis on is spirit. Because the truth was already established. He's like, here's the truth. I'm adding the spirit. And think about how he handles the woman at the well. How he points her sin. You had five husbands. But the person you have now, not your husband. You're true. You're right. What you said is, is, is correct. But still, you're wrong. But he said it in such a loving way. And he's doing that with this lady. She knows she's wrong. He knows she's wrong. The only one that can throw a stone with legitimacy is Jesus. He's the only one. And he's the one like doesn't even have a rock in his hand. Crazy. So you have this woman at the well and Jesus just shows her love. Love and love. And then you have this woman, and he shows her love. And he's showing her the love of the Father. Okay, so here's your action point. Begin with love. You're going to have some hard discussions this week. Begin with love. Begin with love. If that's not the precedent that you set the conversation on, it isn't going anywhere good. If, if you don't understand how much your Father loves you, then you haven't learned the lessons Jesus has been teaching you. Right? If you understand how much he loves you, then you're going to walk in that love, and perfect love casts out fear. So you're not going to fear loss of job, you're not going to fear loss of relationship, you're not going to fear loss of anything. Loss of life, don't fear it. Because I know God loves me. My time is my time, and I want to go home anyway. All right, second thing. Listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. I want to change this just a little bit. I have waiting for instruction, but I want to say this. Receive instruction. Sometimes wait, 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 wait. But sometimes you can wait right past the receiving. It's like God's already said. Like, I feel like that this week. God said chapter 8. God said chapter 8. No, chapter 14. God said chapter 8. No, chapter 14. God said chapter 8. No, chapter 14. (laughs) Waiting for instruction on chapter 14, God! He's like, receive instruction, Steve, I love you. (laughs) So let's just change it, receive instruction. Because sometimes he's giving it and we're not receiving it. And we could still be waiting. We're like, hey, waiting for it. (laughs) Yeah, that was my existence this week, sorry. All right, here's the thing. He gets down to it and he's like, hey. They continually asked him, we, we noticed how rude that was before. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. They continually asked him. He stood up. I don't know how long this took. And he said to them, man, I'm so glad. I've just had this picture in my mind. I'm so glad, you know, how like you're in a war and everybody's like ready to shoot, you know? These guys are like got stones. I'm so glad somebody didn't like just wing it. You know what I mean? Because if somebody just wang it, what would have happened? Everybody would have. What would happen though? Jesus would be like, 
<laughs> like, that would have been cool. Let's write that one down. <laughs> it's like, but the guy's got the trigger finger. He's like, ah, ah, ah. So what do we do, Jesus? What do we do, Jesus? What do we do, Jesus? Come on! He stands up. I love that. Stands up for this woman. For forgiveness. Jesus stands up for you. He's like, you have no hold on this one. Satan, get out. I have forgiven this daughter of mine. I have forgiven this son of mine. They are in me and I am in them. That's the kind of victory I live in. Woo! Listen to Jesus. Receive the instruction. So he's listening. He's receiving from the Father what to say. And he's like, okay, here it is, guys. You want to know? Are you sure? All right. Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. I'm giving you the truth. And once more, he bent down and he wrote in the ground. And they got to start throwing stones at him. Perfect love casts out fear, I guess. He wasn't worried. Wasn't worried about her. Wasn't worried about him. Wasn't worried about them. Jesus wasn't worried because he knew how much the Father loved him. And when they heard it, they listened. That's what we need to do. We need to receive the instruction. They did what they should have done in the first place. They walked away. Sometimes we have to walk away from friendships, relationships, whatever. Sometimes we have to walk away from something, a device. Sometimes you got to walk away from this and be like, no, it's not good for me right now. Sometimes you got to walk away from an app and delete it. You got to do things like that. Receive the instruction of the Holy Spirit as to what is good and bad for you and walk in that instruction. Okay, keep going. So, the third thing live like Jesus. Whoo, that's a tough one. All right, live like Jesus. Here's the thing here's how Jesus lived. He bent down, he wrote this step, okay. But when they heard it, they all went away, and Jesus stood up, and he said to her, Woman, where are they? He didn't see where they went. Did she? I don't know. Has no one condemned you? Nobody's thrown a rock? You haven't gotten hit yet? She said, No one, Lord. No one. She could have said, well, everybody except you, Lord. I think she already had the sense of forgiveness, didn't she? She, she already had that sense before he ever said it. Now, what is it about God and his heart for you that should give you that sense that you're already forgiven before you ever ask for it? 
before you ever turn from your sin. Well, think about that. That's pretty awesome. That's the grace of God that draws you into the faith. God's grace activates your faith. Live like Jesus. Choose to forgive. Choose to forgive. Choose to forgive yourself. Some of you are living in habitual... uh, Because you're beating yourself up about your own sin. Oh, that's not me, that's God. This is the Father's heart. He's not throwing stones at you, you're throwing stones at yourself. You're the one cutting yourself, you're the one beating yourself, you're the one that's doing it to yourself. Don't blame that on God, that's not God. God will lovingly point out your sin. Lovingly. God will whisper to you, not that way, it's going to hurt. But God is not the one beating you up about your sin. Let's be clear about that. Some of you, I, some of you have to forgive yourself. You have to. I'm not leaving until you do it. Just forgive yourself and get over it. The last few times I've sinned in, in a way that I felt was like, you know, how we have these lists of sins. Oh, this is okay, and the, this is gross. Last, two ti- last few times that I've, I sinned in a way, I was like, ah, oh, it's gross. I felt the love of God and the forgiveness of God so quickly when I was like, I don't want that. That's not who I am. That's how we all need to be. That is the true gospel. You are forgiven and free. You don't don't have to go back to that. You can live in victory. I wrote it down. Freedom. With one loving choice, he frees her spirit to soar again. She is returned to victorious, abundant living like God intended for his children. Some of you need to forgive yourself. Now, I'm going to get to a second point. Some of you want healing about things or different things. Like Some of you need to forgive others. Because if you live with a spirit of bitterness, a spirit of unforgiveness, it'll eat you up. Some of you need to forgive someone else who has hurt you in your lifetime. I don't know how bad it was. I have my own things where I'm like, I don't think so, God. No, that one's, I crossed the line. But I'm telling you what God's teaching me, because I'm learning from him, and I'm listening to him. What God's teaching me, and more even this week, through the Holy Spirit, is you have to forgive, Steve. And forgiveness, here's here's the thing about forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't necessarily just for you. Do you know, if you won't forgive that person, the Holy Spirit is bound in your life and in their life. So if you really love that person and you really love yourself, let it go. 
and let the Holy Spirit go do the convicting work he needs to do, or you think he should do, in their life, you're bottling up the Holy Spirit with your unforgiveness. Holy Spirit can't even work in their life. Let it go. Let the Holy Spirit go work in conviction there. And maybe he needs to do some convicting here too. Right? Who knows? We've got to drop the unforgiveness. Drop that rock. Okay? All right. Question I, I want to leave with. Why are we so quick to judge? Why are we in such a hurry to be right? That's what I wrote down. One other thing that I wrote down. I think these things are from the Lord. Jesus said, well, then I'll stone you myself. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say it, and he didn't do it. He's the only one that could say it, and he's the only one that could do it righteously. What Jesus did was he made the choice to forgive, which was what God's plan was since the garden and before. Neither do I condemn you. Go. You're free. You're forgiven. And from now on, sin no more. Now, we look at that from an Old Testament law perspective. If you sin again, I'm going to stone you. That's how we look at it. Go and sin no more. Well, she has to live perfect now or she's a sinner, right? Okay, so I wrote these things down. Do you think she lived a, sinful, uh, a sinless life? Do you think she lived a sinless life? After that point, she never sinned again. No, I don't. No, it's possible, I guess, but no, I don't think that. But I'm quite sure she sinned less. She sinned less. And I'm pretty sure no more adultery. Right? And that's what God's love does. God's love may not make you sinless this side of eternity, but it will definitely help you be more victorious and sin less as you walk in this journey with the Lord. All right? That's what God's love does. So, hey, leave here with hope. For God so loved the world. I'm not even talking about you personally right now. Just the world. That he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him, Jesus, will not perish. But have everlasting, eternal life. Now if you receive that by faith. And you walk in that truth. That promise. Then you're going to walk in a ton of love. You're going to begin with love. You're going to receive instruction, probably a loving instruction from a loving God. You're going to obey it, right? And you're going to choose to forgive yourself and others in Jesus' name. That is a church full of hope. That is a life full of hope.
That's dynamite. All right? Let's get after that. Father God, thank you for this strong word. I pray that it would penetrate our hearts, and I pray that we would love you more and more. In Jesus' name, amen.